It's Tuesday, which means it's Fenway Rundown time, and it's a very exciting Tuesday for the Red Sox who are calling up Brian Bayo, their top pitching prospect, maybe their most heralded pitching prospect in the last decade. I'm Chris Cotillo, and we'll be talking about that today on the show. We're going to have Katie Morrison, who covers the Woo Sox for us at Mass Live. She actually was the one that broke the news of Bayo's promotion last night. Chris Smith is also on this episode where he's going to talk about what to expect from Bayo and some thoughts about some of the other young pitchers who have come up and performed so well in the last few weeks, and Josh Winkowski, Connor. Seabold and those guys. So a lot of minor league talk, a lot of Brian Bayo talk. It's a big week and uh, we have it all covered for you here. It is Brian Bayo day on the Fenway rundown as we anticipate his major league debut tomorrow. The Red Sox just made it official that he will be coming up the Red Sox top pitching prospect and pitching against Tampa Bay. Uh, but before the Red Sox announced it, Mass Live broke it first, and it was uh, Katie Morrison Worcester at Polar Park um, with the big scoop on Fourth of July night. So we have Katie, we have Chris Smith here, talk about you know Bayo, who he is, what to expect. Uh, but first, Katie, let's let's hear about how it all you know transpired last night at Polar Park. Yeah, well, <laughs> it was um, you know it's the Fourth of July, so. Uh, everybody was out at the fireworks. Um, there was a really great game, um, at, at polar last night. Um, they won on like an eighth inning home run anyway. So we go down to the clubhouse and, um, Chad Tracy, the manager, his door is closed, which is unusual. Mm-hmm. And so Bayo comes walking out and, you know, he, he, he can't contain his little smile. Um, so he walks, he walks past me and then he walks into the clubhouse and he puts his arms up and he kind of does a little dance and all, all of, all of his teammates that were in there, the few that were in there, uh, all, all knew what was, what was going down and he was getting high fives and hugs from everybody. Um, so we, I grabbed him, you know, on, on his way back the funny part is we don't have a um an actual like official translator Mm -hmm. (laughs) down in Worcester um usually we have to have uh the bench coach Jose Flores be our translator but he was out at the fireworks so Yomer Sanchez big shout out to him stepped up (laughs) um did he he said he was auditioning for a job you know for Mm -hmm. the future (laughs) to be a translator did a great job um and you know Bayo could definitely barely contain his uh, excitement. He was very, very happy. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and obviously, you know, I think a lot has had to happen for us, us to get to this point. I mean, we've had in the majors, there's been so many injuries. Everybody knows Evaldi and Whitlock are, are on the injured list, and as well as Rich Hill now, Michael Waka, um, dead arm or heavy arm scratch from his start. And so we've seen, um, you know, a lot of these guys come up when we get to that. Chris, why why is now right for for Bayo? Like, why um, is now the time? Is it just is he is he ready in your mind? And and then also, um, this is quicker than I think we would have guessed heading into you know maybe spring training or opening day to see him in the majors. You know, started the year at Double A, and um, here we are by the end of the first half, he's already up. Yeah, I mean, he's twenty three years old. He's made eight or nine. He's pitching nine outings in, in Worcester and made eight starts. So, you know, why not? I mean, I think that he's had enough development now. Um, you know, is he going to be as good as he is in Worcester? Well, we'll see. But, like, you know, I, I I really think that, you know, the development there, the development is there and, you know, he's ready. Um, and obviously it was a four situation in a way. I mean, yeah. who else are they going to pitch right now? I'm, you know. You. 
potentially Chris Murphy from, you know, who's just made one start at Worcester so far and isn't on the 40 man roster. So, you know, it was a situation where, you know, you had the feeling yesterday if Cutter Crawford was going to get in the game and there was a possibility, you know, if they, they had pitched Davis for three innings and then, you know, brought in Danish, maybe they, maybe Crawford wouldn't have gotten in the game. But once Crawford got in the game, it felt like, you know, it was a good possibility that, that Bayo was going to to start on Wednesday because they essentially had no one else. But right. I think he is, I think, you know, it's not like they're rushing him. He, he has made, eight, you know, nine, eight starts at Worcester. And, uh, you know, I mean, he, he, you know, he was at Portland uh, last year too. And so, um, you know, we'll see. Well, when did he really get under your radar? I mean, it seems like he was a quick, a quick riser in the last couple of years, a guy that, you know, as of, you know, maybe before COVID people didn't even know that much about. Yeah, I think last year, uh, you know, especially, I mean, the, to begin the year, he was striking out a lot of batters and, you know, there was reports about how he was throwing his fastball in the triple digits. And so, you know, that that spiked my interest, obviously. I think I, I first feature on him was last, last May. And, but another tweet kind of like, you know, blew me away kind of and was like, oh, this kid might be for real is, is that. Peter Gammon said that a front office person told him that uh, in, a, in a May start that Bayo's fastball was up to 97 the other night and his changeup was the best changeup he's seen since Pedro Martinez. Now, um, I don't know if we're going, you know, I don't know if he has as good of a <laughs> changeup as Pedro Martinez. Yeah. Uh, that might be uh, some a little bit of exaggeration, but when I was talking to Cole Cottom the other day for uh, an article on, you know, several pitchers asking him about them. He said, you know, his, his two seamers, great. His force, uh, his two seamers, great. His sliders, great. His changeup might be the best. And, you know, and, and, you know, Eddie Ramiro raved about the changeup last year too. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, with, with uh, Gamut's tweeting that out, I mean, his front office member that said it, you know, so it has to be somewhat, you know, near the, near the truth. And so, um, you know, that's kind of when he came on my radar was, you know, last, last May. And this year, you know, in Portland in six starts, one, uh, one, six, oh, ERA is four and two, 42 strikeouts and 33 and two thirds innings. It was mid May. He came up to Worcester there in those, uh, and 51 and a third, you know, 2.81 ERA and 72 strikeouts, which, you know, is obviously a pretty good clip. And, and he had, I think back to back, you know, 10 strikeout games to start his time there. Katie from getting to see him, you know, at least a handful of times here, um, is he as, uh, as electric as, as the rumors are? Yeah, he really is. Um, you know, he, he, they, <laughs> the Woo Sox have been lucky to have a lot of good starters this yeah. year and not anymore, not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, he, he still, I think stands out amongst them. I mean, he, I think everything about him, his, his stuff, his demeanor, his just, I don't know. He, it's kind of electric. Yeah. When you, when you, when you watch him pitch and um, you know, he's very confident, like nothing really seems to shake him. You know, one thing that we kept talking about with um, the managers wanting to see him in different situations, you know, with getting into jams and <laughs> those situations weren't coming up that often because he just was pitching so well, but every test that did come up, he passed. I mean, one, one game, the one game that wasn't a start, I think it was um, Josh Taylor was here for rehab. And so Mm -hmm. he had to come in in the second inning 
And I mean, he was great. Didn't bother him a bit. And um, yeah, it's, it's definitely been a lot of fun to watch him. It's um, you can tell that he he's got, he's got some, he's got some special stuff for sure. Yeah. And we, I didn't really, uh, I don't you know, Smith, did he, he pitched once in major league spring training this year. Is that right? Yeah. I don't think he pitched much, but yeah. actually going to the point that, that Katie said about confidence, Cole, Cole called him actually said that to me the other day when I was talking to him, he's like, wow, you know, he walks around with confidence and, you know, I mean, obviously he does because of that story that Katie had put out earlier in the year where he said that, you know, he likes Pedro Martinez or, you know, he's a big Pedro Martinez fan, but he wants to be better than him. So, right. uh, you know, that's, that shows he's confident. Yeah. It's definitely um, kind of a, a quiet confidence too. I mean, he's really popular with his teammates. Everybody was super excited for him. And, you know, it's, it's this, you know, it's not really like cockiness. It's just, he seems to, things just seem to kind of roll off his back. You know, when he gets into trouble, he doesn't seem to get at least not outwardly frustrated. You know, he just seems to keep his cool and, you know, just keep, um, you know, just keep doing his thing. Yeah, for sure. I mean, in the story of the last few weeks, at least the last week for the Red Sox has been the pitching depth. And we've seen, you know, this now, um, Bayo is kind of the, the star of the of the system in terms of pitchers in terms of starting pitchers, but there are you know three guys that have come up and done at, at times a pretty good job. I think Josh Winkowski's been excellent. Connor Siebel looked better in his last outing on Sunday, and Cutter Crawford looked great yesterday. Um, we've talked about this, you know, with Dave Bush, with Brian Abraham on this show before. There's just so much depth that you know the Red Sox have been able to really withstand you know all these injuries and. Um, kind of you know make the best out of it chris with with those three guys who has impressed you the most of, of that trio so far um i think you know winkowski's the easy answer but you know crawford has looked good as well yeah it's interesting like you know crawford pitched exceptionally well yesterday and it was because of command i mean he was really throwing strikes and getting ahead in the count. lots of curveballs right lots of curveballs as uh red Sox stats on twitter pointed out and mm-hmm. so like he was getting, if he was getting behind, he said he was, he was getting back in the count with his cutters and, in um, and his curveball. Now, like the pitch mix was, was terrific. I mean, you know, like he, you know, he threw like all five pitches several times. And so like, you know, I mean, it's interesting. He said he made some mechanical adjustments um, and, you know, he has a, a interesting, wind up that's similar to Shane Beavers where it's very, you know, compact and short and, but he made some mechanical adjustments, uh, you know, a few weeks ago or whatever. And, you know, that helped with, that's helped with the command, but yeah, I mean, we saw him in, uh, where's that other place that he, he was really good at at the last road trip. Seattle. Seattle, Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he looked good in Seattle. He looked good. Obviously looked really good. This is the best I've ever seen him. Um, you often think like he's got 95 miles per hour, uh, average fastball yesterday. And that's been about where he's at this year. I think actually exactly where he's at this year. It's like maybe hitters are seeing it, um, you know, better than when it comes out of his hand, better. So it makes it look slower, but I mean, everything was clicking yesterday. And so maybe the mechanical adjustments have made a really good change. Obviously Josh Frankowski has impressed me just because of the, you know, this, the weak contact that he's, you know, he's induced, like, I think it was like 75 mile per hour average uh, exit velocity 
the other day when he started. Obviously, mm-hmm. he hasn't gone against you know the Yankees and the the Rays and the Blue Jays yet. Um, but you know, Cleveland's a good team, and every team is a you know every every major league team is a major league team, right? And so um, you know, he's looked really good. He's he's been confident. That's another guy that you know, like uh, Cole Gottam is like you know this guy like he just you know, is as tough as nails, uh, you know, a real competitor. And so, um, yeah, I've been really impressed by him. Uh, who's the other? Oh yeah. Seabold. Um, you know, obviously the swing and miss was there in Toronto. You saw her 21 swings and misses. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that the important thing with him is just commanding the baseball and getting the fastball up to maybe, you know, 93, 94 area. Yeah. And, um, you know, David Price texted Core and said, this, this kid's stuff looks good. Actually, you know, I, uh, I think it was Red Sox stats on Twitter. I always seem to mention it. It always does. Yeah. He actually come, uh, so I think it was him. He just said like, I'd like to see what Siebel looks like in short, you know, stints, like, you know, when he lets it just go, when he lets it fly, you know, so like a two inning, three inning relief appearance. And, it's a good point. I mean, you've got all these guys and I wrote it in the article last Wednesday, like you've got all these guys. And so you, you do have some, you know, starting pitching in the future here. You have some, but you also have pitching, you know, you can yeah. use some of those guys in a Whitlock type role. And so uh, obviously I've probably been mo- most uh, impressed by Winkowski, but Cutter the last few has really impressed me too. Katie, with, with these guys that you've you know seen all year and, um, even before in a couple of cases, you know, how, how impressed are you with what they've been able to do at the major, at the major league level? You're surprised by kind of the immediate success, especially for Winkowski. Um, it's been really fun to watch. I'm, I'm not really surprised. I mean, they've all, all of them have been really consistent, shown really good stuff, um, at triple a this year. Um, you know, I, I think it's, I was really happy to see, you know, Siebold have a better outing. I think that he, he has good stuff. He, you know, um, Smith mentioned his, his fastball velocity, you know, it was at times, you know, sitting around 93, 94 down in Worcester, but it not always, you know, so, um, and, you know, with Winkowski, I guess actually maybe I am a little, little bit surprised just because kind of maybe leapfrog these other yeah. pitchers who were kind of ahead of him. Um, but, you know, Wink's a, he's really hard worker. I mean, they all are, but, you know, after kind of his first outing, kind of a tough outing, um, you know, I, I think he really buckled in, buckled down, made the adjustments that he needed to make and, um, yeah, he, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see what they've been doing. It's, it's been really fun to, to see. And, and we haven't, I mean, we haven't really talked to, I haven't really talked to uh, Crawford much, but at least in the Winkowski and, and Siebold both seem like, you know, pretty bright guys and pretty good quotes. Obviously Winkowski the other night made big headlines for, uh, insulting Wrigley Field. So Cubs fans were not happy about it, but it's, he, he seems like he's a, uh, a pretty candid guy and pretty good with the media. Yeah. Uh, I really like all three of them and they're all, you know, like you said, they're, you know, intellectual in these different ways. Wink um, is so candid, you know, he will say what he's thinking. He, if he's, you know, beating himself up, he will say that. If he thought he pitched like crap, he will say that, yeah. um, you know, and that's, that's really nice to actually, you know, both 
the both Chad Tracy and Paul Abbott have said, you know, sometimes you need to reel it in a little bit, make sure that he's not being too hard on himself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Connor is uh, is a really smart guy. He you know, he, he definitely knows what he, he needs to do. And, um, I think that, you know, yeah, he, he's a, he's a really smart pitcher too. And I think that like, as he makes adjustments, I think he'll get even better and cutter cutter too. I think that after his stint in the bullpen this year, when he came back down to Worcester, he maybe wasn't super sharp. He could have gotten frustrated. He could have, you know, he really focused, he worked on, he worked on his command, he worked on what he needed to do. And I feel like he really looked like a different pitcher, you know, especially when he's gone back up and, and pitched for the Red Sox recently than early in the season. How much of this do you attribute to, and obviously, you know, Bloom identifying talent people in the front office, there's that, and they get Seabold and Winkowski in trades. And, um, you know, I think Crawford was drafted under Dombrowski, I think, but you know, the, the, those guys getting the other two in trade is pretty good. How much of this do you attribute to Paul Abbott and what he's been able to do? Cause he seems like, you know, I don't know how much people rave about, you know, triple A pitching coaches normally, but it seems like, you know, a lot of people both in Boston and Worcester, you know, think he's one of the best. Yeah. Everybody just has nothing but good things to say about him. I think that one thing about Abby is that he really he really gets guys ready for the majors. He doesn't sugarcoat things. You know, he helps guys be ready, not just, you know, for what they do on the mound, you know, with their stuff, whatever, but how to be professionals, what to do when they get there. Um, And I think that is really helpful to them. And, you know, I I think, I can't remember who said it the other day, but like, I think Zach Kelly said it that, um, you know, he, he, he's a tough love kind of guy. Like he will tell you what you need to hear, but at this level, those guys need it. You know, I mean, it's, it doesn't do them anything to, to sugarcoat things. And honestly, just this whole staff, I mean, I think that what the manager has been able to do in his first year here to manage a ton of pitchers. I mean, they have the AAA roster is kind of crazy. They have, I mean, maybe like 13 relievers at times. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he's been able to get everybody in there. He's been able to kind of match up, you know, not really have personal catchers, but Bayo has developed a good relationship with Wong and Siebold has developed a good relationship with Hernandez. They're both, they're all working on their communication, like language wise. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think really, this is a really, really good AAA staff. I mean, major league quality, you know, coaches down here. And, you know, Rob Ruffsnyder said that last week uh, on here, you know, talking about, and this is a guy that's, I was just looking at it, you know, been in AAA in 2014, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 21, and 22. I mean, it's a guy with a ton of AAA experience. He said that it's the most well-run, you know, AAA, um, system he's been in there's you know he's been with the yankees he's been with tampa and toronto minnesota a bunch of other clubs so um i thought that was kind of notable chris how do you how do you see this playing out here in the next uh couple weeks i mean who do you think stays who goes it seems like you know winkowski's pretty much locked in but um with some of the other other moves you know they, they're not gonna be able to have Seabold for a couple turns through the rotation i think after optioning him so uh, how do you see this playing out 
Yeah, I mean, if Bayo pitches well, you know, he'll he'll continue to pitch, um, you know, for now. I mean, you know, Avaldi today is throwing it up and down, um, so that would be Tuesday. I don't know when people are listening to this podcast, but mm -hmm. that would be Tuesday, July 5th. Uh, Avaldi is, to, is uh, throwing it up and down. Whitlock is too, but Whitlock's going to be in the bullpen when, when he comes back. And, um, you know, I mean, like, it's it's it could be a long time for you know any of these guys like rich hill or or uh, michael walker um you, you don't know i mean they hope to get michael walker back uh at the end of the week they don't they said they don't think it's anything stark structural mm -hmm. and um but you never know i mean we've the red sox often um tell us at first like oh he's going to be back within the 15 days of the il and right. you know they, they made that indication. They indicated that with Whitlock and Avaldi. Like and they were, they would have been ready. I think the first game in, in Cleveland yeah. and now we're here, what a week and a half later or whatever. Mm -hmm. So or whatever, you know what I mean? And so, um, you know, so I think that, um, you know, I think that the Red Sox tend to play down things at first. And so I wouldn't be surprised if some of these guys needed a long time. So, you know, Bayo Wiskowski is definitely going to, you know, stay in the rotation. Bayo is going to get his shot here. And I'll open up to to both of you. Who do you think, you know, of this group profiles the best as a reliever? I know you, you mentioned Seabold might be able to do it. Um, with Bayo, one of the blue chip guys, you know, I, I I think they if they had their preference, they'd keep him in the rotation. But um, could Winkowski be in relief? And what do you think? Yeah. So it's interesting. I think all of them have the ability to, you know, be that guy that like, you know, I'm not saying do it as well as Whitlock did it last year, but, you know, have that ability to go two, three innings and bridge the gap. Um, who's the best, you know, like I, th originally I thought like Crawford was going to be really good out of the bullpen. I think that, you know, it was different for him and, um, and that, and, you know, he got away from throwing, being aggressive and throwing strikes is walk great last year you know between portland and and worcester was 1.9 walks per nine innings and then this year in the majors he's been 5.5 so i mean if this if this guy can um you know cut down on the walks and he showed that yesterday uh i think he could be very effective in that role uh yeah as i said seabold's interesting in that role um you know i'm assuming they'd like to keep bayo uh as a starter so you know when they uh, you think that he, unless he's, you know, pitching insanely that when, um, you know, when everybody's back, he would continue on as a starter at Worcester, but I, you know, I don't know. I mean, we'll see if he's pitching insanely, he forces his way into the rotation. That's what Eduardo Rodriguez did in what is it? 2015 or 16, mm -hmm. whatever. I mean, like there was supposed to be a one start spot start thing and, you know, he forced his way in and he never, he never, you know, came out. So, um, we'll see, but like, uh, you know, Wiskowski is another guy that, um, and Alex Spears mentioned it is, is somebody like he asked core that question specifically after Winkowski's first start this year, like, what do you think about his stuff in like small spurts, you know, like, you know, two, three innings and, you know, so, um, and he showed it in the Arizona fall league where, you know, he's got the ball up to in those short, short outings, relief outings up to near a hundred miles per hour. I think it right. was like 98, 99. So yeah, I mean, as I said, I wasn't getting in brawls. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> so like, um, yeah. So like, uh, it's interesting, as I said, because, you know, pitchers are pitchers and I think that's what they look at themselves as today. 
Um, you know, starting pitching is obviously the role you're probably going to get the most money in and stuff and yada, yada, yada. But all those roles have become so valuable now, like between, you know, the, the, the super reliever type middle, middle man that bridges the gap or setup man and, and, uh, you know, starter and closer that, um, you know, they just have a bunch of arms and, you know, they have potential to use people in, you know, different situations here. Right. Katie, what do you think? Well, you know, before Winkowski kind of wedged his way into the rotation here, I probably would have said that he would be the the candidate, you know, for for moving to the bullpen. I, I think his stuff plays well in those short stints. I think he has kind of the right demeanor for it. I think I would like to see him be able to just kind of air it out, you know, just kind of be aggressive for two innings or something like that. But uh, I think, I think that Bayo could do it. I mean, obviously I don't know if they would want him to, if they would want to, you know, mess with his, you know, progression or, or whatever. But I think that this kid is just going to like come out firing whenever he, you know, he's put in the game. Um, you know, I don't think that he's a huge, you know, don't disrupt my routine. I need to be very, you know, he just kind of is get it, throw it. Um, you know, another thing, another thing about Bayo is, um, you guys are going to love it. He just pitches faster than anybody I've ever seen. Like Kevin Pulecki holds the record whenever he goes in. So, Oh my God. Hopefully he can beat that. (laughs) Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, it's crazy. Like, you know, I'm always taking photos and stuff. And usually I will take my camera down and look, and then I will put it back up and I don't have time to with Bayo. He's like, <laughs> just get it, throw it. He's yeah. like standing there with his glove out waiting, like, all right, let's go fall back. Mm-hmm. And it's it, but it keeps hitters on their toes. I mean, right. when, when you have major league rehabbing guys, um, or guys who have been in AAA for a while um, hitting against them, they're uncomfortable. They're irritated. You know, right. they they don't like it. And so that can that could be an interesting little tool, little weapon to have as well to to really throw off people's timing and to you know make them uncomfortable. I mean, you have to remember these guys are coming up from this kind of new world of the minor leagues with a pitch clock, right. and um, which I love. Mm-hmm. Don't get me started. Yeah. Um, but you know, so it it's uh that that's gonna be interesting to see. But uh yeah, that's what I think. Well, actually with what Katie said about like, you know, like you know, with bail, it's like, yeah, he can do it. Do they wanna um, you know, vary his routine, you know, take him out of that routine as a starter? And it's actually interesting. I mean, there's obviously a lot of starting pitchers over the years. You know, Justin Masterson have have established themselves as you know, as relievers before they have starters. But I think the Red Sox, to some degree, regret what they did with Lawrence and Hernandez. And Barnes. Uh, Well, somewhat. I mean. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, so like with Darwinson, it was like, you know, like you you looked, you listened to what Cora said during spring training. They were like, this this kid just didn't really have enough time to develop because, you know, he was pitching in the relief role. We we brought him up so early, he said, and and he was pitching in that relief role. And, you know, he had so many, you know, he didn't have the time in between in between games to really work on mechanics. And, and, you know, it was like two or three years that happened, you know, the, the, the mechanics and the, you know, command never improved and stuff. So, you know, maybe they look at that with, with Bayo and they're like, well, you know, he's the top pitching prospect 
the Red Sox have had in, you know, several years. And so, um, you know, maybe they, they want to be careful with him in that, in that respect. Yeah, for sure. And, and we will find out at least the start of his major league career Wednesday night, uh, a big day, I think, you know, one of those, uh, you're going to want to watch not all you don't want to watch all 162 games during the season like the three in Chicago are all brutal but um, you're going to want to watch on Wednesday night I know both of you will so that's Katie Morrison the owner of uh, definitely the the biggest Red Sox scoop we've had at least this year at Mass Live so I loved it and uh, Chris Smith who uh, is now heading on to paternity leave so good luck Smitty and uh, thanks <laughs>